1: Okay, God richly bless you. Proverbs 28 verse 20. A faithful man, let's read together one go. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Somebody say a faithful man. A faithful man. Say a faithful man, a faithful man shall abound with blessing. Abound with blessing. He that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Shall not be innocent. Praise the Lord. Huh. Maybe one day I will talk about the things that those who make haste to be rich, they find themselves entangled with. The reason why a lot of people are unfaithful is because they are in a haste to make money. They are in a haste to be rich. And the Bible says, when you are a faithful man, you are bound with blessing. Somebody say, blessings, blessings and riches, and riches are, not the same. are not the same. Turn to your neighbor and say, blessings, blessings and riches are not the same. Yeah, because when you read the book of First Timothy, it tells you that though that will be rich, they fall into temptation and a snare, and to many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men into destruction and perdition. But the love of money is the root of all evil. He goes on to tell you that. But when you come to Proverbs 10 he said, The blessing of the Lord makes the rich and has no sorrow with it. So when the blessing of God comes upon your life, the money may not be too much, but the joy. It's like you have billions and billions and billions. The people who are necessarily happy and satisfied in life are not people who have everything. But they are people who have the joy of the Lord filling their lives. And that is where this becomes an all-important subject. I'm speaking on abounding with blessings through faithful stewardship. Abounding with blessings through faithful stewardship. When you are poor, you think money solves all your problems. When you are very poor. You think money solves all your problems. And when you get a lot of money, then you see that the problems money brings are more than the problems sometimes poverty can give you. Yeah, because they, they can be such disastrous problems that they can even lead you away from God. That's why it's important we appreciate these things. The Bible says in Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated. But the story of a man going on a long trip, he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two two bags of silver to another, one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to the abilities. Then he left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. Now, the money God gives us in this life and the investments we put it into... The dividends do not just yield in this life. When you make any earthly investment, your dividends are right here. But the dividends of kingdom financial investments are eternal. That's the difference between the investment we make in God's kingdom and the investment we make in this life. And when we make investment in God's kingdom, they are also indestructible investments. They are not investments that uh, weather can change or circumstances can change or can drain them. Because where it is kept, it is kept far from thieves. It's kept far from any, any attack from men or animals or any form of attack. That is the superiority of divine investment. Are you here with me? Okay, the servant with two bags also went and worked and earned two more. But the servant who had received the one bag of money dug a hole in the ground and hid the Lord's master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of money came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of money to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise well done my good and faithful servant you've been faithful in handling this small amount so now i will give you more many more responsibilities let's celebrate together the servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said master you gave me two bags of silver to invest and i'm in two more the, the one with 24, let me read 24. The one with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a man. harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid and I I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. The master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant, Gather crops I didn't cultivate. Why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from his servant and give to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given them. They will have abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what they what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into a Outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. May you not find yourself as a useless servant on the day. Amen. I said, May we not be found useless servants on the day, Amen. in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, so we started by looking at the fact that everything belongs to God. Somebody say, Everything belongs to God. Belongs. That makes us stewards. That makes us stewards. Everything belongs to God, and that makes us stewards of everything and possessors of nothing. Last week, I touched on. Stewardship, what it means and the areas it covers. The scope of stewardship is not just about money. Money is a very important indicator when it comes to our relationship with God. I've never met any spiritual person whose money was not involved in spiritual things. Money. Money is so, so, so important. Jesus talked more about money than anything. Anybody can pretend he's spiritual. Check their accounts. Yeah, check the account. Those who don't like to hear it, it's so because they are not spiritual. Yeah, the more spiritual you are, the more spiritual you put your money into use. When you see that consistently, year in, year out, you are giving less to God, it should tell you that your spirituality is going down. Sooner or later, it will go down, go down, go down, go down, go down. Anytime you are not giving more to God than you are giving to other things, it's an indication that your spirituality is down every year. We all aspire to increase in many areas of our lives, but when it comes to our work with God, because we are not intentional about it, we don't ascend like we ought to ascend. This morning, I'm speaking on biblical demands for goosey worship. Somebody say biblical demands, Biblia. say biblical demands Biblia. for goosey worship. worship. Now, come with me to First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. This is how one should regard us. This is how one should what? Regard. Let's read it together. This is how one should regard us. How are we supposed to be regarded? As servants. Say it. As servants. And stewards of the mysteries of God. Somebody say, I'm a servant of Christ. I'm servant of Christ. And I'm a steward of Christ. Steward. Now let's read verse 2 together. One go. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. It is required of stewards that they be found what? Faithful. That they be found. Faithful. They will be found. Faithful. Okay. You should think of us as Christ's servants who have been put in charge of God's secret truths. The one thing required of such servants is that they should be found faithful to their... To their faithful to their... Faithful to their... Faithful to their, faithful to their Ask your neighbor and say, are you faithful? Yeah, are you faithful? Are you faithful? Are you faithful? Are you faithful? faithful? The first biblical demand for good stewardship is faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. Say faithfulness. That is the foremost biblical demand for good stewardship. Faithfulness. Putting the resources God has given you into the use he expects you to put it into. Faithfulness. That is the foremost biblical demand. When we use the resources God has given us for the purposes he intends us to use them for. That is faithfulness. Who is a faithful person? I'll walk you through a few of them. Who is a faithful person? And I want you to look at your life in the light of these things. The Bible says, In the last days, Faithful men shall be lacking, but they shouldn't be lacking in the church. Unfortunately, increasingly, a lot of people are following God, but they are not faithful. Very, very unfaithful. When it comes to money matters, they are not. And when you are unfaithful with money matters, things can go a lot wrong with you. Because it starts right from the very foundation. Faithful. A faithful person. Number one, a faithful person keeps covenant. And fulfills their obligations without fail. Somebody say faithful person. Faithful person keeps, covenant keeps covenant. And fulfills their obligation. Fulfills your without fail. Yeah. That is a faithful person. One mark of a faithful person is that they keep covenant. They keep it. If you say till death do us part. It shall truly be till death do you part. Unless the other person wants to kill you before your time. Yeah. Till death do you part. That's where it goes. You say, I will be, your, your, your body is mine, your money is mine. The moment you come into that covenant, that's how it is. A faithful person keeps covenant. What is that? Mm, are you afraid? <laughs> 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 now listen, a faithful person keeps covenant and fulfills their obligation without fail. Without fail. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. This is what the Bible says. Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his covenant, keep his commandment? That is a faithful person. He keeps covenant without fail. It's interesting that most of the time we are excited about the faithfulness of God, but we don't know that God's faithfulness is supposed to be an example for us to live. You are excited. Oh, it's of the Lord's mercies we are not consuming. His faithfulness are new. You're single with a passion, but are your faithfulness new? You see, everything Jesus did, every character we see in God is supposed to be an example for us how we ought to live. You need to understand this. I will keep on telling you until your mind can accept it and until it becomes your default setting. When it comes to thinking, all right, that the way a believer thinks must be different from the way an unbeliever thinks. The whole Christian experience after your spirit is saved is a mindset thing. When your mindset is not changed, you are not changed. When your mindset is still an unbeliever's mindset, whether it's about money, it's about marriage, it's about relationships, I'm telling you, your spirit is saved, but you cannot be useful to God. Just as a mad person is not useful to society, a Christian whose mind is not renewed is not useful to God. A mad person has lost his mind. His mind is not working. So a Christian whose mind is not renewed to be consistent with how God thinks, how God views things, cannot be useful to God. Because when God says go left, the one whose mind is not renewed will be going left, right. And God cannot work with you. Praise the Lord. God cannot work with you. So a faithful person keeps covenant. Somebody say he keeps covenant. And fulfills their obligation. When you become part of a church family and you are faithful, you keep your covenant to the church and you fulfill your obligation to the church. Whatever it is that that obligation means, you are committed to it through and through. That's the mark of a faithful person. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 89 verse 34. He said, my covenant I will not break nor alter the thing which has gone out of my lips. That's a covenant. God is a covenant keeping God. That's why we are here. It's because God kept covenant. That's why Jesus was saved. And if we don't keep covenant that God expects us to keep, many other lives that ought to be saved through our lives and ministries will never see the salvation of Christ. Are you here with me? The reason why Jesus came was because God, in the Garden of Eden, made a covenant. He said, The seed of the woman. Shall bruise the head of the serpent. And many years after, Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, the Bible said, When the fullness of time was come, God sent a son, born of a woman, born under the law, that through him all of us should be made, should be saved. That's, go, go to verse, uh, I think verse 4. Go to verse 4. But when the fullness of time, can you see that? When the fullness of time for the fulfillment of the word came, when the fullness of time for the prophetic word to be fulfilled, the Bible said, Jesus, God did not renege. He kept his word. He sent his for the son, born of a woman, because he had been said in Genesis, the head of the, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. Born under the law. Verse 5, look at that. To redeem those, that's how you are saved. God kept covenants. That's how you are saved. And the Bible says he saved us. That through us, others can be saved. But today, we enjoy the benefit of that salvation without thinking about the responsibility salvation puts on us. You see, when you are saved, you don't just come into... When you are a baby, baby thinks about enjoyment, 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 enjoyment. That's what baby thinks about. So if you leave a baby, he is always thinking about new clothes, new food. That's how babies behave. But when you mature, you look for responsibilities. In the light of what Christ has done, How am I supposed to live my life? Because of the sacrifice of Christ. How can I also, what sacrifices can I make to also make sure that others come into the saving knowledge of Christ? Now listen, Jesus is not coming to die for anybody again. He's died the death he needed to die. If there is anybody who must die and make sacrifices for others to be saved, it is you and I. It is our responsibility. Paul said that he died for us that those who live will not live unto themselves, but they will live unto God. May I ask you, who are you living unto? Is it unto you yourself or unto God? A faithful person keeps covenant. Somebody say, keeps covenant. A faithful person keeps covenant. He doesn't break his covenant. Number two, a faithful person is dependable, trustworthy, and very loyal. A faithful person is dependable. Somebody say, dependable. Trustworthy, trustworthy and very loyal. Amen. Yeah. All of us want people like that in our lives. But you see, the first step to getting loyal people is to be loyal yourself. Yeah. A lot of people are unfaithful. And yet, if the, you demonstrate a little act unfaithful to them, they become bitter. Become so bitter and so wounded. And yet, for all the years, all the times they were unfaithful to a particular cause. They could not see it. It's so sad that people don't see it like that. And it is born out of selfishness. Look at this. A faithful person is dependable. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 21 to 25. Then I remember something that fills me with hope. What is it? The Lord's kindness never fails. If you had not been merciful, we would have been destroyed. He said, the Lord can always be trusted to show mercy each morning. Can you be always trusted? Can you always be trusted are you the type that can be trusted that when we are coming to fellowship if nobody shows up you will show up if nobody is given you will give can you be that trusted people come to fellowship and they want dependable people to work with but they themselves don't make themselves dependable Proverbs 20, verse 6. Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? That is a mark of faithfulness. A faithful person is reliable. You can count on him. You can depend on him. You can plan with him. You can go to bed with him. That is a person. When you close your door and he's at the gate, you know you are safe. He's reliable. He can be trusted. They are true to their word. Am i Am not communicating somebody at all? That's a mark of a faithful person. You see, the, 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 when people are in a haste, they miss a lot of things. And usually people are unfaithful because they are in a hurry to get things that others have taken years to get. If you are like that, you can't be faithful. For the a A lot of people don't want God to promote them overnight. But they don't want their faithfulness proven and tested. But God will never promote a person to a certain degree until their faithfulness is tested. Your faithfulness must be tested. Again and again. And one key area God is watching out for you is your money matters. Your faithfulness has to be tested. In the country we live in, in the place we are now. If you put money, I mean, phones can get missing in church. Yeah. That is the era we live in. Put your iPhone there and forget it. Somebody will pick it. Because they are not faithful to God, neither can they be faithful to man. Look at this. Proverbs 19, 22. It says, loyalty makes you an attractive person. May you be an attractive person. Amen. Proverbs 3, verse 4 to 5. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. There is a certain virtue you must always possess in your life. And it's called loyalty. Faithfulness is demonstrating to God and others, I can be trusted with more and more responsibilities because based on my track record somebody say I can be trusted, I can be trusted. say I can be trusted. I can be trusted with more and more responsibilities, more and more responsibilities. based on my track record my yeah. most people when you ask them can you be trusted they were quick to tell you but if you check their track record there is no track record of faithfulness you can't and most people will not even keep track because they don't want you to face them with their own listen. So they don't. They say, I'm a tighter, but I don't have a tight car. What is the proof that you are faithfully doing it? What is the proof? Number three, a faithful person keeps his word, vow or promise, even when it hurts. Now, this is where faithfulness really comes. The reason why we have divorce rates as skyrocketing numbers is because people don't understand that faithfulness is stickability. Faithfulness is staying close. Faithfulness is refusing to give in when the circumstances demand that you give in. I'm not communicating here. Faithfulness means sticking and sticking and sticking, even when the circumstances will have you do otherwise. Look at what the Bible says. He said, those who despise Psalm 15 verse 4, those who despise flagrant sinners, and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Somebody say, keep your promise. promise. When it hurts. Yeah. Keep your promise. When you make a commitment to God, keep it. Honor your word. Keep it. Don't be changing. Don't pick up a commitment, I'm going to give efforts. And then, when circumstances hit you a little, you go back on it. Keep your promise when it hits. Turn to your neighbor say, keep your promise when it hurts. Yeah, because you see, when people make promises to you, you expect them to keep it. You don't know the inconvenience, the pain, and the sacrifice they go through to make the promise come to pass for you. But when you have the opportunity to do so, we rather would uh, 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 sneak out and do something different. The Bible said, I will not break my agreement or go back on my word." Numbers 23 verse 19, he says, God is no man man. He doesn't tell lies or change his mind. God always keeps his promises. Numbers 23 verse 19. Somebody say God always keeps his promises. He keeps it so well that we sing. Promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that's who you are. We sing excitedly, but we don't see that the same thing we are singing, the same should be said of us. Can you be trusted to keep your word? You told the lady, I'm going to take you to the altar. Will you keep your word to her? Or after you have gone in and out, your mind is changing. Will you keep your word to that person? He said, boss, I'm here to work with you. Would you faithfully serve him and do the work that you have been assigned to do? Or you are looking for an escape route out. God keeps his promises when it hurts. You remember uh, Japheth? Japheth, in Judges chapter 11 verse 35, When he saw her, he tore his clothes in anguish. Oh, my daughter. This is what he said. Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low. You are among those who trouble me. For I have given my word to the Lord, and I cannot go back on it. That is a faithful person. They give their word, and they stand by it. That's a faithful person. A church is strong when it's filled with faithful people. A family is strong when it has faithful people. You see, it's not the number of people in the church that makes a strong church. It's the character and the quality of Christ-likeness in the people that makes the church strong. And one of that virtues is faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. 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 You see, the more unfaithful you are, the longer your prayer points. You will pray pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. I tell you, you will pray and pray and pray and pray and pray because what faithfulness is supposed to give you, no amount of prayer will give you. If they give you job and you're always reporting late, you don't expect to be promoted. No matter how many hours you pray, you can pray omega hour, alpha hour, nothing will happen. It will still be the same. Why? Because you are not a diligent person. I'm not communicating here. You see, don't don't try to change the laws and the principles of Scripture. A lot of us are trying to do the same thing. We have sold nothing, and yet we want to reap. We saw laziness and want to reap benefits. We saw apathy and want to reap success. It doesn't work like that. This is a kingdom that functions on laws and principles. I'm not communicating here. Now, you cannot. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Don't try it. You can mock everybody else, including yourself, but don't try and mock God. God is not mocked what you sow. Sooner or later, you reap. And apart from what we will reap on this earth, a lot of people will be disappointed. You see, when he talks about gnashing of teeth, he's talking about opportunities that were golden and you missed it. And you don't have any opportunity again to reset it. You see, there are mistakes you can make in this life. And grace can speak for you. And mercy can speak for you. And you have an opportunity to start it again. But when we get to the other side, there is no, that's why it's gnashing of teeth. Eternally, you are depressed eternally, you are uncomfortable. That's a place you don't want us to be. Nobody should go to such a place. Genesis, this is a man. Jacob, Jacob was blessed. You know why Jacob had the blessing? Because the man was faithful at heart. Right from the, onset, right from the outset, he was faithful at heart. Jacob is about to go after the father has pronounced the blessing upon him. Now listen, at this stage in Jacob's life, he had nothing. And I realize that it's easy to make promises when we have nothing. But when we start to receive something, then we begin to re-evaluate the promises we made. We begin to evaluate the promises we made. Evaluate the promises we made. I've had people, young medical students about to write exams, come to me with beautiful promises of what they want to do for God. Because an exam is coming. And they are threatening whether they will make it or not. And after great success, you see them no more. Jacob made a vow saying, God, if you will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on. Verse 21. So that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be mine. The Lord shall be mine. Then he says, and this stone which I have set here as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tent unto you. Can you see that? That's a commitment Jacob made. He made that commitment to God and he kept it. This is tithe before the law. And that's why when people who are ignorant about the Bible begin to talk about tithing, it's an old covenant thing. They're, they just show their ignorance. And maybe in, in, in some other teaching also. I will come and walk you through New Testament where the Bible says we are no longer under the Aaronic priesthood, but we are under the priesthood of Christ. In the book of Hebrews chapter 7, where it talks about here men that died receive tithe, but there he receives tithe that liveth evermore. I'm not communicating here. He said, of all that you give me, I will surely give a turn to you. Everything the man said here is true of all of us everything Jacob said here there's nobody who goes through life and those things he said are not true of go to verse 20 20 i think verse 20 said Jacob made a vow look at this if you will be with me if god is not with you you can't even travel from your house and go back i'm not communicating here he keeps you preserves you every month through and through if god is with if you be and keep me in this way that i am going we go to places, we travel to places, we drive to places, and we go, we come back, and we think it's just easy. The same route you ply on every day, every week. People go and they don't come back. I'm not communicating here. God has preserved you and kept you. When He was making a commitment, you were just expressing gratitude and faithfulness to God. He said, If you will give me clothes to eat and raiment to put on. He didn't talk about any other thing. Every other thing you give me, I will give a ten to you. In other words, if you have clothes to wear and you have food to eat, you must give something every month to the Lord. And I'm talking to those who don't work. And they hide under the fact that I don't work. You don't work, but you eat. Yeah, you don't work, but you eat. There are people that personally I give money to. And I ask about them and they I realize that they are not tithing. And every week I give them money. They don't tithe. As if uh, they are my biological children. They don't know it's God who has put it in my heart. And that same God can take it out of my heart. They don't know. They they, they simply don't know. Listen, I was in the university. I was in the university for four years. What helped me, before I went to the university, I went to the university having taught, and then saved up money, paid everything. When I went and I paid and finished, that was every money I will ever receive from anywhere again but i dis- i chose to honor god through the principle of see time and giving and all through my invested time my school fees were paid for every month i had money on me i'm not communicating here it was not father mother giving me because my father was long dead my mother was incapacitated at the time so i was all by myself listen god can be trusted i'm not communicating here this not it's not yesterday we started this thing god can be trusted there are testimonies, if I share with you, you can't contain it. Because some of you, because you are stingy and you have not tested certain measures of God's goodness. Even when you hear other people's testimony, you get jealous. You get jealous. And it won't help you. So it's of no use. There are things I share with some people I don't share with everybody. I'm not communicating here. Yeah, because you, you can't take it. You can't take it. You can't take it. Everything that enters your hand started Titan when I was in school, not when I started working. Started First Fruit when I w- started working, and I've never stopped it once. I'm not communicating here. There's no year, you can ask the, the finance team, there's no year that I will not put down my First Fruit. Some of you are still calculating and thinking about it. This is July, and you claim you love God, you love the church, you are fake. You are fake. There's, there's no better way to. You are fake. You are not genuine. You don't know what it means to be committed to a cause or to Christ. You don't know. Am I communicating here? Faithful. A faithful person is steady in his allegiance and commitment to a person, a cause no matter the circumstances. Somebody say, a faithful person, a faithful person is steady in his allegiance and commitment to a cause or a person no matter the circumstances. When you meet a faithful person, he is steady. He doesn't shift. Today he's here, tomorrow he's there. Today he's with Pastor Fokwa. The next day he's with Pastor Anakwa. The next day he's with uh, Pastor uh, Osebonsu. Everywhere, you cannot be impactful, you cannot be fruitful like that. You stay at one place and then you are able to bring forth fruit. But if you go moving from place to place, there's no way the best in you. Listen, there's nobody who has been shifting from place to place who is fruitful. Anybody who has been fruitful in a particular course has been consistent at the course for a very long time. Very long time. Very, very long time. The Bible says, he, he left them and went after a long time. He came and settled account. Accountability is usually not done overnight. That's why faithfulness can be tracked. Because it takes a long time for you to be called to account. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. Faithful person. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58. So then, my dear friends, stay, stay firm and steady. Keep busy always in your work for the Lord. Since you know, stay firm and steady. Somebody say, stay firm and steady. Amen. Say, stay firm and steady. Yeah, 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 stay firm and steady. Be committed, be consistent, be known as somebody who is part of this family and you are here for life. I'm not communicating here. Not here because you are looking for something and once you get it, you are gone. Faithful. The Bible says, be faithful unto death. A faithful person does what is right out of conviction. I like this. What is right out of conviction and not out of convenience? A faithful person does what is right. That's number five, right? Number four or five. Number five, a faithful person does what is right out of conviction and not out of convenience. Somebody say out of conviction. Out. Say out of conviction. Out of yeah, conviction. out of conviction and out of, not out of convenience. Out of conviction. You remember the three Hebrew guys. The three replied, Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. The three men replied, your your majesty, we don't need to defend ourselves. Then our God can save us from you and your flaming furnace. But even if he doesn't, can you see that? Even if he doesn't, we are committed to our God. We are faithful to our God. If it means that giving up this seed will let me go without food, I am committed to it. Am I communicating here? That is a faithful person. A faithful person serves God out of conviction. Not out of convenience. Out of conviction. They are rooted. You remember what Daniel told him? He said, finally, they said, we will not be able to bring any charge against Daniel. Now look at this. If they are looking to bring a charge against you, in this generation, very few Christians will make this mark. Very, very few Christians. Because our understanding of the grace of God has made us lousy but grace really empowers you to do right not enforce you to become entrenched in the wrongdoing praise the law true grace empowers you to do right it doesn't entrench evil look at daniel chapter 6 verse 5 finally they said one to another "We will not be able to bring any charge against daniel unless it has to do with his religion now they all went to the king and said, Your Majesty, we hope you live forever. All of your officials, leaders, advisors, governors agree that we should make a law forbidding to pray to any other deity or god except for you within the next 30 days. Everyone who disobeys this law must be thrown into a pit of lions. Order this to be written and signed so that it cannot be changed, just as no one, no written law of the medics and patients can be changed. So, can Darius made the law and had it written down. Daniel heard about the law, but when he returned home, he went upstairs and prayed in front of the window that faced Jerusalem in the same way. Now, it was not after, it was when he heard. Somebody say when he heard. When he, heard. Yeah. he was not doing it out of convenience. If he wanted to serve God conveniently, that was the wrong time to serve God. But it was a conviction. Fellowship with God was a matter of necessity. He knew that he needed God to live. He was not serving God to gain something. He was serving God because it was the bread he lives. This is the air I breathe. This is my daily bread. This is a typical case. He said, "For thirty days, just be silent, and you are okay." Daniel said, "No. It can be two weeks. It can be one week. But the relationship is so strong that nothing can go between it. I must talk to God as long as I live, and so I can't go back on it." And the Bible says, "They came for him." And God also came for him. Listen, God doesn't just come through for anybody. You have to understand that. He maketh his right to shine on the evil and the good. But there are some people, God particularly preserves them because he needs them. I always tell you, make yourself necessary for God. Apart from your natural, everybody has, that, that uh, Moses spoke and said that the number of our days are 70 and 80. But there are people who go beyond it because God needs them. Am I communicating here? God, somebody died in the Bible and because he was a necessity, he was raised back to life because other people depended on him. Now, can you imagine? Widows depended on Dorcas and because of their sake, Dorcas came back to life. Can you imagine if God depends on you to get the church running? If God depends on you to get his kingdom advanced, can you tell the extent God will go to keep you alive? Am I communicating here? A faithful person that's what he knows is right whether people are watching or not. A faithful person. He does what he knows is right, whether people are watching or not. That's a mark of a faithful person. This is an era of CCTV cameras. Do you know that? This is an error. Because nobody trusts anybody. Even in this church place where we count money. Nobody knows what goes on there. Nobody knows. Almost everywhere where money is, there must be a camera. Is that not what is happening now? There must be a camera because you can't trust people. Now it's okay if you cannot be trusted as an unbeliever, but if you cannot be trusted as a believer, something is wrong. If you cannot be trusted as a Christian, something is wrong. You have to be trusted. You have to be trustworthy. I'm not communicating here. Very important. They are foundational. Very, very important. Look at what the Bible says. Moreover, when I read this, it's, it's a tough challenge. Second Kings chapter 15, verse 12, verse 15. He said, Moreover, they did not look at this. The men in charge of the work were thoroughly honest, so there was no need to require them to account for the funds. Can you imagine? You give money to somebody, and you say, no receipts, nothing. We know you do the right things. This era, Wow. You find nothing. But I know that in this church, men like that will be found here. Amen. Say an amen if you want to be one of such amen. The Bible says a faithful man will abound with blessing. He doesn't get limited. You can't box a faithful man in. Most of the time, you see, the unbelieving world will see you as foolish. When you are walking in genuine faithfulness, it's like you are foolish. But you see, the blessings faithfulness brings affect you and your seed. There are things your father didn't get, but there's a life your father lived. And because of that life, you are getting benefit that your father himself did not get. I'm not communicating here. It is only people who are ignorant. If you can save money and keep it for your children, make investment for your children, how much do you think that God will make investment for those who have worked with Him consistently with Him? He said, One generation shall serve you and it shall be accounted unto another for a generation. That's why we have the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You read the account of Kings and 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel and Chronicles, and we see God again and again saying that. In spite of all that Rehoboam did, in spite of all that Solomon did, God says, I'm going to keep a remnant because of David's sake. Am I communicating here? God is a covenant keeper. He remembers those. He said he is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered and you are still ministering. Am I communicating here? Faithful person. Now, let me walk you through a few reasons why you must be faithful. One, because God is faithful. Somebody say, God is faithful. Amen. Be faithful because God is faithful. If you meet a genuine Christian, he's not trying to be like Pastor Fọkwa, He's not trying to be like any other person. He's trying to be like Christ. Am I communicating here? And he will follow Pastor Fokwa to the degree Pastor Fokwa is following Christ. That's all. A genuine Christian is a diligent follower of Christ. He follows God. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, look at what the Bible says. Therefore, be imitators. Ephesians 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Ephesians 5, please. Ephesians 5, 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Ask your neighbor, are you a child of God? Ask your neighbor, are you a child of God? Yeah. What I'm teaching will not bring you instant results, but it will give you perpetual legacy. Am I communicating here? Yeah, because what people are looking for now is what they will eat today and perish tomorrow. But you may not perish tomorrow. So if there is nothing speaking for you in the years ahead, you will be found wanting when it matters most. Therefore, be imitators of God. Who is God? How is He like? We are to be holy because God is holy. We are to walk in love because God is love. We are to be faithful because God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. We are told in Deuteronomy 7.9, God is faithful. We are told, Psalm 119, verse 90. Psalm 119, verse 90. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercy I see. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. Can you see that? Where does his faithfulness endure to? All generations. All generations. God is faithful. To all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. Why? Because he is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. Say God is faithful. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9. God is faithful. See it. Do you see that? God is faithful. First Corinthians 10 13. No temptation has taken you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful. That is his nature. He's faithful. He is faithful. So when you are not unfaithful, you are operating outside God. Second Corinthians 1:18. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not a yes and no. And then the Bible says we are to imitate God. Turn to your neighbor say imitate God. imitate God. Number two, because God demands faithfulness from all his servants. God demands faithfulness. Somebody say God demands faithfulness. God demands faithfulness, God demands faithfulness. Yeah, God demands faithfulness from all his servants. There is nobody God does not demand faithfulness from. From old to the new, God has always demanded faithfulness. He said, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found a man be found faithful. a man be found faithful. a man be found faithful. I saw something in Nehemiah while I was preparing I was shocked <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 7 to 8 the Bible says you are the Lord the God who chose Abraham and brought him out of you, out of the childies and gave him the name Abraham now look at this with me you found his heart faithful before you and made a covenant with him you don't see this in Genesis you don't see this in Genesis. He found his heart faithful. He's found his heart. That's why he entered the covenant with him. Why didn't he do it with, uh, uh, what do you call, Matusalah? Why didn't you enter it with Abel or any of those? He found his heart faithful. When you are faithful, God comes into a certain level with you. He doesn't go with everybody else. He entered the covenant with him because he found his heart faithful. steadfast. When he told him, Abraham, I've given it to you. Take now thy son, thy only son. Abraham didn't wait time at all debating with God. He found God faithful. He knew that God could be trusted. So he said, Isaac was given to me by you. I bring Isaac back to you. God found his heart faithful. And so he covenanted with him. Surely in blessing I will bless thee. Listen, before you covert the blessings of Abraham, let's learn to covert the faithfulness of Abraham. Covert it. Covert it. You are unfaithful with simple things like titan. And yet, you are coveting Ab- Abraham's blessings. It will never come from God to you. It will never come. It will never come. It doesn't work like that. God is faithful. Moses was faithful. Look at this. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 5. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant. I like this one. Hebrews is one book that helps you to see that Christ is superior to all the others. And here he was comparing, contrasting and comparing Christ. He said Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken of. Now, go to verse 6. He also talks about Christ. Look at it here. Christ. He said, but Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. Are you a son? Are you a son of God? Are you a servant of God? Now, if faithfulness is demanded from sons like Christ, not less can be demanded of you. Christ was faithful. Abraham as a servant was faithful. Christ as a son was faithful. Christ as a son was faithful. uh, Moses as a servant was faithful. That's it. Look at this. 1 Samuel 22. David. 1 Samuel 22. Then Ahimelech answered the king, Who among your servants is so faithful as David? Can you see that? So faithful as David. Who is the king's son in law and captain over your bodyguard and honored in your house? Faithfulness, faithfulness. There is nobody, listen, there is nobody God gave any mega responsibility to in Scripture who was not faithful. God is about to entrust the richest nation he's about to give birth to, to a man like Moses, if he's not faithful. He would just scatter the people. When Egypt, uh, Israel came out of Egypt, it was the, the, the latest nation on the planet and the richest nation on the planet. When he handed over, look at Aaron. Aaron was the firstborn, but Aaron was not appointed because he was not faithful. The mom just went for a little break, three days retreat with God. By the time he came back, Aaron had changed everything. Everything. The people were now selling idols. They become idol worshippers. The God, they are supposed to worship God when they began to worship it. Under the leadership of Aaron. Oh, is it not amazing that scripture emphasizes faithfulness on, uh, on, on leadership? Every time leadership is called, faithfulness is required. Look at this. Christ was faithful. Timothy first, Timothy, first First Corinthians 4, verse 17. That is why I sent Timothy, my beloved and faithful child. Can you see that? My beloved and what? faithful child, my beloved and faithful child. My beloved and faithful child. Tachikus, look at it. Ephesians 6, 2. So that you may know how I'm doing. How I am and what I'm doing. Tachikus, the beloved brother and faithful minister. Can you see faithful minister there? Can you see a faithful minister there? He was faithful. Faithful minister. Faithful minister can be trusted. Colossians 4, 7-9. Tachikus, will tell you about my activities. He's a Beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. Now look at verse 8. Let's read verse 8. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we... Now verse 9, let's look at it. And with him, only our faithful and beloved brother. That's why Apostle Paul could do the work of the ministry. He was surrounded by faithful people. Faithful people Faithful with your time. Faithful with your money. Faithful with everything. uh, uh, Epiphraditus laid his neck down that uh, 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 Paul will continue the ministry. Faithful man. Faithful man. Look at Sivanus. First Peter chapter 5, verse 12. By Sivanus, a faithful brother as I regard him. This is Peter talking about him. A faithful brother, a faithful brother. Listen, let me tell you, the highest recommendation you can get in the New Testament is a recommendation that you are faithful. That's the highest recommendation. Jesus said, worth and good and faithful servant. And I told you people, those who are like, "Oh, on that day, all I want to hear is good and faithful servant. I said, check your money matters first, because that is what it is about. What you are doing with your time. What you are doing with your treasure. What you are doing with your money. That it will give us a revelation of how faithful you are. And number three. Faithfulness is an important fruit of godly character. If you want to know whether a person has character. It's not they are singing on the altar. It's not they are preaching with passion like I'm doing. Check their faithfulness. Check their what? Check their faithfulness. That's what shows. Check their faithfulness. In there, you will see whether people are faithful. That's where faithfulness is in. It's a fruit of godly character. If you are born again, you are a new creation. And the nature of God is faithfulness. Look at what the Bible says. But Galatians, Galatians 5:22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. Somebody say love. love. Uh-huh. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and what? Faithfulness. Kindness and what? faithfulness, 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 the fruit of godly character. Say, I'm a Christian. Let's check your faithfulness level. Your smoothness level. How faithful are you? What I it have to do with? That which belongs to others or that which belongs to God. How faithful are you? Faithful, faithful. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 20, by their fruit we shall, Amen. by their fruit we shall, Amen. by their tongues we shall know them. Amen. By their singing we shall know them. By their dancing, we shall know them. By their attendance, we shall know them. By their playing instruments. Instrumentalists, look at me. We shall know them. (laughs) By their fruit, we shall know them. And the fruit we are expecting is faithfulness. We are talking about faithfulness in all things. You are faithful at playing, be faithful at giving. Yeah, be faithful at giving because if money didn't buy it, there won't be a hand to play it. Be faithful at playing. You are faithful at singing, be faithful at giving. The microphone you used to sync was not purchased on hire. It was purchased with money. Am I communicating here? Be faithful. Be faithful. God demands faithfulness from everybody. Nobody is supposed to be exempted. And let me tell you, when it comes to financial prosperity, if you are not generous, according to the kingdom, you cannot assess it. If you are not generous, you say, ask for me, I give my time to God. Give your time to God, but don't give your money. God cannot empower you to prosper. Am I communicating here? No, no, it's not. Give your spiritual time. When you give time to God in prayer, you'll be more spiritual. But it will not translate to prosperity. If God must entrust you with blessings, he has to find in you a faithful person. A faithful man shall abound with blessing. And this was not made by anybody who had little. This was a man who had abundance. His name was Solomon. He says, a faithful man abounds with blessing. He has unlimited opportunities. Increasingly. I see how God supernaturally meets the needs of people who are faithful. They prove it over time, again and again, again and again. You see, there are things that will happen to people who are generous with God that will never happen to people who are stingy with God. It will never happen to them. They will pray about it, it won't happen. They will fast about it, it won't happen. Because that's not how God has ordained it to function. Am I communicating here? Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful because it is a mark of godly character. Number, number, one, number four, it's an important pillar for building lasting relationships. Somebody say lasting relationships. Lasting. Yeah. Nobody wants a man who says, I'm going to marry you, but I have three other girlfriends I'm very committed to. Immediately, you are not ready for that because you want your man for yourself alone. Yeah. Is that not what you want? Yeah. That's what everybody wants. But are you that faithful? Are you that for yourself? Proverbs 25, 19, CV. He said, a friend you can't trust in times of trouble is like having a toothache or a sore foot. Can you imagine that? Toothache. Or, how many of you have had a toothache before? A friend you can't trust in difficult times. A friend you don't trust, you can't trust in difficult times. Can we trust you? Yeah, can we trust you? If it had been left with some people and their attitude, when COVID came, this church would have ceased to exist. Because during that time where we're not meeting, a lot a lot of people, even while church is going on, they are not giving. They are not giving tight. They are not giving first. So how much more COVID has given them break? And all that COVID savings that you saved, what difference has it made in your life? All that money that you failed to give to God. Because you see, the truth of the matter is that whatever you fail to give to God, because it is due with him, Satan will take it with ease. God is only committed to preserve that, Which he has given you, and you are using it for his purpose. Am I communicating here? Yeah, yeah. The Bible said, "Lay not your treasure where thieves can reach out." If it is not with God, thieves can reach out. Am I communicating here? If it is not with God, the only security on the planet is God. There is no security outside God. There is no security. If it is not with God, some people are, uh, and you are cursed with a curse. God doesn't have time. The fact that he is not in charge makes Satan ask, give him unlimited access to it. God is not in charge of your finance. You are not a titan. You are not committed. He He's not in charge of your finance, and so Satan has a field day. He can do whatever he wants with it. I'm not communicating here. Yeah. So somewhere, somehow, you, you either bring it to God for the blessing, or Satan will take it and uh, buffet you on top. That shall not be your testimony. Amen. I said that shall not be your testimony. Amen. Proverbs 19:22. People want others to be lawyer. So it is better to be poor than to be a, lawyer, a, 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 a liar. People want others to be loyal. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the cases of an enemy are what? Deceitful. Now look at this. Number five. Faithfulness is an important requirement for leadership in God's house. Somebody say faithfulness. Faithful. Say faithfulness. Faithful. In our church, leadership, you can rise to a certain level. And when you are even there and you are found to be unfaithful, we may find a way to bring you down. Yeah, because it's an important requirement for leadership. If you are not ready to serve or demonstrate faithfulness, you cannot serve in leadership. I didn't write it. Scripture indicated it. Exodus 18, 21. Exodus 18, 21. Now, let's read it together. You need to appoint what? Some competent leaders who respect God and are trustworthy and... Trustworthy and... He said, that's, that's the first mark. He said, appoint competent leaders who respect God and are trustworthy and honest. If you are not honest, I mean, simple things, you can't be honest in them, you can lead. Because you see, when I come to talk about the dimensions of faithfulness, you will see, the Bible says, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mama, who will commit to you through riches? And the true riches is heavy spiritual responsibility. Now, if God cannot trust me to give 10% or 20% or first fruit, you think he can trust me to communicate his word in truth to you? No! And the word is life. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. If I give you money, you will spend it. And nothing will happen to your eternal destiny. But if I lie to you, you will die and go to hell. And eternally, your soul will be at my expense. Am I communicating here? That's why God will not entrust. I have never seen anybody who is anointed, who is stingy. Anybody who is anointed always have been generous people. Generous people because, you see, if you let go of money, you position yourself to receive true riches, which is more enduring. There's a book I'm working on, 12 things that are better than money, and one of them is the anointing. The anointing is superior to money. Superior to money. Superior any day, any time to money. But many people don't know it. Superior any day. Any, the tsunami woman had everything money could buy, but there was something she needed. Only the anointing could make it available. Only the anointing could make it available. When you are a you value money as the most important. Look at what the Bible says. It's says appoint competent people. First Timothy 3, verse 1, 2, 3. Look at this. It is true that anyone who desires to be a church official wants to do something worthwhile. Okay? Is that not what the Bible says? What did he say in addition? That's why officials must be, have a good reputation, be faithful in their marriage. Not just that area. It means faithful across, faithful in their marriage. They must be self control sensible, well-behaved, friendly to strangers, able to teach. Verse 3, he said, they must not be heavy drinkers, troublemakers. He said, they must be kind, gentle, and no love money. I've never seen someone who is unfaithful with money who is also not a lover of money. When you love money, you can't be faithful with money. You lie for money, you cheat for money. You do everything to gain money that is not yours. That is an unfaithful person. And then number six, God richly rewards faithful people. God richly rewards. And I pray that in this church, you will be one of such people God will reward. May you become one of such people God rewards. The Bible says, a faithful man shall abound with blessing on the earth. And he that maketh his to be rich shall not be innocent. A faithful man, a faithful man will abound with blessing. Abound. This era, in this season, may you experience abundance of blessing. Amen. Not just abound with blessing, but when it comes to Revelation, he said, be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Can you see that? He says, be thou faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Be faithful unto death. Be a stickler all the way. Go all the way. Be committed all the way. Be sold out all the way and I will give you the crown of life. I pray that the grace for faithfulness will come upon you. That you not just be here for being here's sake, but you'll be here as a faithful member of the church. That you'll be faithful in your dealings with God. That you'll be faithful in your dealings with others. In the mighty name of Jesus. Speak to God and say, Lord, I receive grace to be faithful. 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 Open your mouth and receive grace to be faithful. 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 faithful. He says, Be faithful unto death. Grace to be faithful. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank 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 you, Holy Spirit. 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 Grace to be faithful. 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 Thank you, Spirit of God. In Jesus' precious name. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we receive grace for faithful stewardship. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that in all our engagements, we are faithful. We are faithful in our dealings with others. We are faithful in our dealings with you. We are faithful in our dealings with money. We honor you when we give you praise. In Jesus' much less name. Amen and amen. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died. rose again for me by my belief i am justified and by my confession i am saved thank you for saving me in jesus precious name amen and amen if you pray that prayer in faith you are a new creation old things are passed away behold all things have become new god bless you we look forward to having you join us again and again We are blessed
0: Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 20 5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30am to 11am for our Good News service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6pm to 8pm. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakoma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, St. Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages.